Father, we thank you for the word, God. Father, we thank you that it will not return void. Father, we thank you that you're, in, you're an ever-increasing faith, ever-increasing faith inside of our hearts and our bellies, oh God, that your faith is like a, a measure and, a, and it's like your kingdom, God, like a mustard seed in it. Your faith shall over, overtake and overcome and expand in us and around us, God, that we will be able to take the land by faith and grow in faith and please you in faith, Father God. <laughs> faith in the one that we do not see on a daily basis, but we see you by faith, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, Father God. You're a rewarder of those that are faithful. You're a rewarder of those, Father God, that obey you diligently, God, in every area of finances and, and love and truth. Takes faith to do everything in the kingdom of God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message is called Perfecting Faith. In the kingdom of God, everything is empowered by faith. Everything is empowered by faith. I'm going to be reading from Hebrews 10 and going on through to the others. Hebrews 10 14 through 39. For one offering he has perfected forever. How you doing, buddy? God bless you. Yeah, it's the message. Has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Perfected forever them that are sanctified. Wherefore the Holy Ghost also is the witness to us. For after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. Saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds, and I will write them, and their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brother, boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Having therefore, Brethren, boldness to enter in by a new and living way. A new means the new covenant. A new way and the living way. By a new and living way. In Him we live and breathe and have our being in Him. And apart from Him we can do nothing. He is our life and He is the source of it. It's the living way. Which He has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say His flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let us hold fast the profession that means the speaking. We speak forth what we believe. So continue to speak those things that are not as though they are because it's our profession of faith that we are saved by Him. Whether He tells us every day and reminds us, we believe it. And our faith is not in, us, in ourselves but in Him. So we continue to keep our profession of our faith which pleases Him without wavering. 
For he is faithful that has promised. So right there, you need to believe that he is faithful, whether you see it or not. Today or this minute, he is faithful. And let us consider one another and provoke one un, provoke unto love and to good works. Provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another in so much more as we see the day approaching and helping each other in our faith. That's what we're here to do. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for the judgment and the fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despises Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much sore punishment suppose you shall be thought worthy who has trodden under the Son of God, the, under the foot the Son of God. He has counted the blood of the covenant, whereas he was sanctified an unholy thing, and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belong unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge His people. But it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated endure a great fight of afflictions. What He's going to get into is all about losing your faith in the power of the blood, the power of what He did, and the power of what it does for us to walk in holiness that we can do it. And many turn away into that. And he's talking about that in Moses' time, how God destroyed them that did not believe. And how much more, when we have the power of faith working in our lives, will God judge His own people? His own people. That's what he's saying right here. That the Lord shall judge His people. Partly says, but call to remembrance the former days and you endured with great afflictions, partly that you were made a gazing stock by both by reproaches, afflictions, and partly you became companions of them which were so used. For you had compassion of me and my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of the goods, knowing in, your, in, in yourselves that you have heaven a better an enduring substance. So Paul is saying, start living for the promises that you cannot see is the most important thing for us to do. That's what we live by. That's what increases our faith by in the Word of God. So he's saying, for he who had compassion in his bonds, cast not away therefore your confidence, which you have great recompense of reward. Cast not away your confidence in the cross, your faith in Jesus. Your faith in His Word. Your faith in obeying and doing what He's told you to do. Your faith in doing what you're supposed to do. Whether you feel like doing it or not. Whether you feel good about it or you don't. We we don't go by feelings, but we go by faith. And when we do go by faith, He rewards us. And the just shall always live by faith, not by 
what we feel and what we see. So we, I want our faith to be perfected in this house, our faith to be perfected in our lives. Because when our faith gets perfected, our life gets in order. Because whatever happens, it doesn't matter. We live by faith, not by feelings. For you have of patience that after you have done the will of God, no matter what you feel like, if you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You need to believe that you're going to receive the promise, whether you see it today or not. We live by what we believe, not by what we see. We don't know what we're going to see tomorrow, but we need to see tomorrow today by faith in Him, by our obedience by obeying Him in everything that He tells us to do, in the Logos and in our hearts. He doesn't only speak in the, in, in the Logos, but He also speaks to us in our hearts, and He tells us things that, personal things that we need to do, just like He told, told Abraham things which He wanted him to do, but it, and it wasn't in, written on, on the Ten Commandments or in the Law. He told him personally. We all have our walk of faith in Him. So he said this, By patience you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he shall come, will come, and will not tarry. Now, just the just shall live by faith. The just live by faith. The unjust live by feelings. The unjust live by what they see. The unjust live by what God has to show them. But God said, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. But faith, and, and, and it's like we live by faith. What's that scripture? It says, not by sight, but by faith. How does it go? We walk by faith. Yeah, we played the song earlier. We walk by faith and not by sight. So many people in today's world and in the church want to walk by sight all the time. God, show me. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Show me what, where to go. Show me, God. And God's like, I already told you what to do. Now that's where your faith is worked in and in, in, in perfected in patience is you just do what I told you to do. If everybody wants Him to keep showing them every day, they wake up. And in and, and that is no faith. If God showed you every day what you're supposed to do, and even though you did it was a great thing, because of course you'll do it if you, He showed you, because you, but He watches you what you do, and He doesn't show you anymore what you're going to do with, the, with what He already told you. That's how your faith is perfected. And the Word of God also, what the Word of God says, whether we see the consequences or not, or we see the rewards or not, in the Word of God, we obey it because of faith. Not because of what we can get, because of faith in Him. And in that, He rewards us. And in faith, we diligently seek Him, although we don't see Him, but we see Him in our heart, and we believe, and that's how our faith is justified by our works. And let's get really get this really deep inside of us, because without faith, we cannot please Him, and that's what we all want to do, is please Him. That's what we live to do, to obey His will and to please Him. And it's impossible to do it without faith. But it says this, The just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. God says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. <laughs> but we, that's something there to think about when we were talking the other day, looking at that when we were talking about God with that 
Remind, remind that for the future. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but unto them that believe to the saving of our soul. Believing is a continuous daily thing. I don't just believe once and get saved and then don't believe anymore because my belief will no longer manifest faith and I'll end up becoming an unbeliever even though I believed at one time. It's not a one time. That's why people say, oh, come say a prayer. Do you believe in Jesus? And it's a continuous confession every day. I believe Jesus no matter what I see or feel or what people say or tell me. And my mouth keeps saying what my heart believes. So I speak forth the things that I believe because... It's the truth, even though it might not be the truth to the world or the truth to some people. It is the biggest truth in my life that I believe in because I know that I know that I know. And I can't really explain it. And that's where faith cannot be explained. But the evidence of my faith, people see what comes later. And then God is glorified in that. But we are not them that draw back unto perdition, but them that believe by the saving of our soul. And then it goes right into Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance, means faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. It's the evidence of things not seen. So when I have faith, it's the evidence that I believe what I don't, really, what I don't see. Because of what I do proves that I believe what I don't see but what He tells me. So my faith and my walk is justified in my faith. And, and then we go on to have faith in what He did because nobody could cleanse us from our sins ourselves. No one could do what He did. So our faith is always in Him and also in what He tells us to do. It's one thing being justified by, for what He did and having our faith in, in, in Him and being justified by that. That's great, but also we need to also obey Him. That proves that we believe Him. Because if we don't obey Him, then we really don't believe. So we really don't have faith that we think we have. And we'll get into that in a minute. So it says, faith is that is the substance of the things hopeful and evidence of the things not seen. By it the elders obtained a good report through faith. We understood that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So, God spoke by faith, and it happened. What wasn't seen became what was seen, because that which was not seen spoke into what was seen, and the whole worlds were framed by the Word of God. So, that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. So what we see now, things in the world and on the earth and everything, didn't create nothing, which man wants to say that we came from this or that, but we came from the Word of God. Everything was created from the Word of God. All things were made by Him, and by, by Him, nothing that was made was not made, or whatever how it goes, but understand, so you saying that we come from this or that, or things just happened that were already here, is a lie. It was made by the Word of God, by faith. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained the witness that he was righteous, testifying of the gifts, and by the being dead yet speaketh. So Abel offered his 
in faith and belief and was accepted. Cain did what he was supposed to do, but he had no faith in what he did. He had no he didn't really believe God in what he would say do. Abel did and was accepted, not knowing Abel didn't know that what he was gonna do God would be pleased and it receive his but he knew he he, he saw that without really knowing that it was going to happen already, but it happened. So we see that Abel's faith was justified, but Abel didn't see it before he did it, but he did it, and God rewarded him because now he he's the the one that gets the good, and then Cain ends up getting you know the, the bad rap because of his, and ends up killing his brother because of jealousy. So, but it was by faith in what God said, and he did it in faith. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was found, and not found because he had translated him. Before his translation, he had a testimony that he pleased God. In other words, God didn't say, Enoch, one day I'm going to translate you. Just do what you're supposed to do and please me. Because then he would keep doing that for, 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 for that reason. In other sense, is um, Enoch believed God and he lived his life in that belief and to please him because he believed all about God and his reward, like ours will be heaven, was he got translated. It wasn't something God said even as we even have things in that per se of, of, of us being raptured, all that. We do have things that God says is going to happen. But in Enoch, that thing happened because of his faith. And because of his faith in God, walking and doing the right thing, because he didn't have to. He didn't have to be that, uh, all the things that he did for foreign and all that stuff, that he, it said that his works and touched God's heart and he translated him, right? Because, but God rewarded him. So I want us all to put our own lives in every one of these things that we start. But what we do one day, something great might happen, but... You're not doing it because something great might happen. You just need to have faith and obey God. And let God choose what He's going to do because He is a reward of those diligently seeking. So all these people obeyed God and did what they were supposed to do and God did mighty things in their life. Fair that Enoch was okay. And God translated him before his translation. He had a testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, and then it goes on right here, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. First of all, you must believe that He is God. And that He is... Here, Well, here it is right here. I didn't even... Because I don't even read these when I just download the whole... <laughs> he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And that's what I was just saying before that, by the Spirit. So, there it is. Enoch didn't know that was going to be his reward. That he didn't have to... And none of us want to die. And hopefully, when Jesus comes... If he comes back before we die, we'll have a, like an Enoch experience in a sense. Well, that'll be part of our reward. Because no one wants to see really death and get sick or whatever, how we die. But Enoch didn't have to go through that. That's a great reward because of his lifestyle, what he did. So, but we don't do things for that. We do things for faith. God won't even do that. If we keep doing things for rewards, we might never even get them. But if we do things because of faith, he will reward us. 
See, we need to get things in alignment, in, 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 especially in, in nowadays Christianity. And everything nowadays, people want it today, microwave Christianity. They want to name it and claim it. They want all these things. But God's not really interested in that. He's interested in our faith because He wants to perfect our faith. Because when our faith is perfected, no matter what storm we go to, or no matter how we feel or how we think, our faith pleases God and our faith stands, keeps us to stand strong no matter what's going on around us. And our faith is the most valuable thing that we have. Our faith is the thing that moves heaven to earth. And it says here, look, at, it's just so awesome. And God wants to put you in this because you'll have one. If, if you read a Bible in your life, you should have a, have a paragraph in the Bible. Everyone, every believer should have one of these in their life with how big or great it is about a testimony of faith. And God rewarded them because of our faith. And all of us will have one when we get to heaven. By faith, Noah, being warned by God of the things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared the ark, saving his house, by condemned the world, and became an heir to righteousness, which is by faith. So without him seeing that it ever rained, he believed God that it was going to rain, and he obeyed him and did what God told him to say. Whether God was going to come through or not, he believed that he was going to, and he lived his life according to that faith. Not according to what he saw, or not according to what people said around him, but according to what God said, or even to the point where everyone called him a fool, mocked him, laughed at him, and that's what they're going to do to you and me as Christians in the last days. But we are also building an ark, and it's our lives. So the whole Word of God is preparing our this vessel to be able to be meet Him in the air, just as the... As the ark came, when the rain, when the Holy Spirit comes, and the Holy Spirit in Him coming through the clouds as the as He comes with the sword in His mouth and all that, and we meet Him in the air, that's the, for the great salvation. The new beginnings will be the new beginning forever because the eighth is will be with Him in paradise. And whatever happens from there, I want to keep focusing on just getting there. I'll let all that pan out later. So many people get so try to worry about all that and they don't even know how to have any faith for now. Faith in Noah prepared it and he did it and he obeyed God. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which should after receive an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land and promised in a strange country dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob and heirs with him with the same promise. For he looked for a city which foundations and whose builder and maker was God. That's what we're doing now in our whole life. Though through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one in good and the stars in the sky and the multitude as the sand which by the seashore immutable. These all died in faith. They didn't die in unbelief. They died in faith. Not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, there persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth, just as we are now ambassadors from heaven. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek 
a country. And truly, if you had been mindful of the country from which you came out, they might have an opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. In heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom he said, that in Isaac shall your seed be called. So by faith, God offered up Isaac. So what do you mean? God said, kill your son, or bring him to the altar, and you're going to... And his faith that either God would resurrect him, because he, he said that he was going to be the... So it did, how could it make any sense if, if, if the promise is going to come to Isaac and I kill him, but his faith in him about to do that showed that he had faith in God no matter what the circumstances would look like. No matter what twist and turn would come, his faith was still in what God said and he obeyed him. And because of that, we're here today. Because of that act of obedience. And that also shows that how God fully did as God represented Abraham, when Jesus did fully kill that sacrifice for all of us, but raised him from that altar. And now we become the first fruits of many brethren, just as Isaac was the was the was of of the, all the sand. Now Jesus becomes the first fruit of every one of us because he did kill him, but he did raise him from the dead, and he would have done the same for Isaac as well. And of whom was said that Isaac shall be the seed called counted, that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both his sons, Joseph, and worshipped, leaning upon the staff of his, of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of departing of the children of Israel, gave them commandments concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months in his, of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. By faith, Moses, when he was come of two years, refused to be called the son of the daughter of Pharaoh, choosing rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he be destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed by the Red Sea and the dry... And the Egyptians assembling, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down and could pass seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab. And we can go on and on and on. And I'm going to go forth to um, verse 39. And these all having obtained a good report through faith received the promise. Are you going to have a good report through faith receiving your inheritance and promise? What you need to master, what we need to overcome, what we need to, to perfect in our life is our faith. And once we perfect our faith, there's nothing that will, will, will hinder us. There's nothing that will stop us. And we, that's why we go from faith to faith. Not from faith to fear, faith to fear, faith to fear. That's a schizophrenic. We have to be going from faith to faith. 
And that's what God's perfecting in us. We need to perfect our faith. If you want to... Because storms are going to come no matter what. They're, 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 they're promised. I promise you, you're going to have more storms. If I sat here and said there's not going to be any more storms, you're like, I'd be a liar. There's going to be lots of storms. There's going to be lots of persecutions. There's going to be lots of attacks of the enemy on your mind. But faith will make you get through very quickly. If you don't have faith, you'll be shaken. And Jesus will say, like He said in the boat all the time, He'll continue to keep saying, Yay of little faith. How long do I have to keep training you in faith? Don't you believe? No matter what you're going through right now, don't worry about it because it's going to pass in a second. Because I'm, in, I, I, I'm perfecting patience in you. I'm perfecting a heart in you. I'm training you to stand in the evil days that are coming. Stop shaking and stand and get through it. So you can train your mind and your heart for battle. These all having a good report through faith received the promise, having provided them a better thing for us that without us not to be made perfect. Then go to Hebrews 12. War foreseeing, we have compassed about us such a great cloud of witness. Let's lay aside every weight of sin. And the biggest sin in our life that really messes with us and doesn't please God is the sin of unbelief. It's a sin. It's like adultery. In the spirit, when you don't believe what he said in your life. It, and it, that's the thing that really, really stirs him. That's the thing that got him so angry when they went into the promised land and he called it sin. And only two of them, Caleb and Joshua, and what God's instilling in his people today and in his bride is that spirit of Joshua and Caleb that we stand no matter what that comes against us. And no matter what we feel, whether we feel like people like us or not, whether we feel like we're going to be able to do it, we stand in faith because He is so powerful and He's the creator of all creation. And no matter what we go, we don't go by our feelings, we go by our faith in Him because He said that He's going to do it. And we that was what makes us mature Christians, is our faith. Perfecting our faith. We need to perfect it, guys. Because when we perfect our faith, there's nothing the enemy will be able to do. Jesus knew who He was and He had faith in what He was going to do. And He knew He was going to complete the task ahead of Him. No matter what they tried to say to Him or do to Him, He was the master of all faith. And the thing is, we don't have to have faith in ourselves. We have to have faith in Him and in His Word. Hebrews says, And so compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside the weight of sin which so easily besets us and let us run with patience the race set before us. Looking unto Jesus. Quit looking at you in the mirror. Have faith in Him. Looking unto Jesus, the author. He's the author. That means He wrote out the faith. It's all His right. It's the Word. It's all Him. The whole world too. He's the author. He's the founder of all faith. He's the father of faith. He is the father of Abraham, which is the father of faith, which is the father of faith. But it's really God is, is, is faith and everything is produced by Him. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame. So He wants you to just pick up your cross. You need to endure it. That's how you perfect your faith. Despising the shame, sat down on the right hand of the, and the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. You having not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto the children. 
My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when he you are rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you, there's an if, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is whom the father chasteneth not? But if you without chastment all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers in the flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? Our faith in Him and our faith in what He's doing in us pleases Him. And then he's, and as we please Him, He's a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. So everything that we do, we need to believe that He is a rewarder of that. And we continue to do what we're supposed to do every single day. Whether it gets monotonous, whether it gets, here we go again, it doesn't matter. We live by faith, not by a, a great glory meeting. we got to stop looking for our reward because God's either, maybe He's pleased with us and He doesn't just show up because He's doing something else. We need to live by faith, not by what we feel. We need to live by faith, not in the miracles that we see. we live got to live by faith, not in anything else. Not in what we see Him manifest, because maybe He's doing something different. Because He is, he, he is happy with our faith. Because if you have to have faith on always seeing Him show up and do something, then you really don't have faith. So He's not really pleased with you. So it's, it's, it's an oxymoron because you're looking for Him to, 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 to do something that it's not even Him wanting to do because He's doing something because of what you're already doing by conscious effort. So you start to do something because, and it's not really faith because you're trying to do something because you want to see Him because you really don't believe Him. So you want Him to show up so you can start believing again. For they verily for the days which chasten us after their own pleasure but for our profit, that we might be partakers of His holiness. Now the chastening of this present seemed not, not to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yields its peaceable fruit of the righteousness, them which exercise thereby. So if you're in a storm, or you're in chastening, or you're in a bad time in your life, what will get you through that and make it better is faith. And say, you know what, I'm going to have faith because of His promises. I have faith because I know God showed up two weeks ago and He's not mad at me because I, in my heart, I really want to please Him. So increase our faith, perfect our faith, then we grow up to be strong sons and daughters of God where we don't go by feelings because if we went by feelings, Jesus didn't go by feelings. We go by the Word of God. Wherefore we lift up our hands which hang low, and our feeble knees, and make straight the path for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. we gotta, we got to perfect this faith. But let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men, and holiness. Without it, no man will see the Lord. Looking diligent, lest any man fall from grace of God. What will keep you from falling great is faith. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and therefore many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicators or profane person as Esau, for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For know that after 
Because he didn't really have faith in what God had promised him because he wouldn't have just thought it a no big thing. And afterward, when he would inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. For you are not come unto the mountain which you might be touched and burnt with fire, nor unto the blackness and darkness of tentness. And the sound of a trumpet and the voice of the words and the voice heard entreated that the word should not be spoken of them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, Exceedingly I fear and quake. Moses said, Exceedingly I fear and quake. But you have come unto the mountain, the city of the living God. For the heavenly Jerusalem and the insurmountable company of angels, to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, judge of all, and the spirits of the just men made perfect, and Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and the blood of the sprinkling, that speaketh better things than of Abel. See that you refuse not them that speaketh, for they are escaped not, who refused him that spoke on earth. For more shall not we escape if we turn away from them that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake the earth, not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more signify the removing of those things that are shaken, that the things that are made, that those things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved. Kingdom of faith. Remember what I said, a kingdom of faith? In the kingdom of God, everything is empowered by faith. Removing those things which are made, the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us, us have grace, wherefore we serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is an all-consuming fire. Now let's look at James. Because now we've got to look at our lives. Like, why do we do all the things that we keep doing, whether we feel it or not? Why do we keep loving? Why do we keep going to nations? Why do we keep going out every Saturday? Because of faith. Because He's told us to do all those things in the Word. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, I don't feel led today. Well, the Word says it. Just do it. See, Everybody wants to be led all the time, but you know what? You're not always going to be led in faith. You can't always be led. You just need to do what you're supposed to do because you have faith in Him and He told us to do it. Because if we keep going by led, and now we're led by the Spirit of God. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, well, I just don't feel something today, so I'm not going to do it. But God says you need to keep doing whatever, whether you feel it or not. Because He's, he's leading you anyway. Never said to be led by the Spirit was always a feeling. Whoever said the Spirit wasn't the Word of God? Whoever said that being led by the Spirit, the Word is the Spirit. So whether He points it out to you or not, you're still led by the Spirit if you're living by the Word of God. And you have the faith. So all of us try to go by led, I feel like... And sometimes God stops giving you a feeling because He wants to see if you're going to do what you're supposed to do because of faith. So we keep feeding the hungry, going and taking care. That's why a lot of people that scream all those things, they have no love. They're not really have any faith. Because if you have faith, you perfect love. 
Because what faith does is it perfects your love. Because we obey Him, and we love Him, and this way we love our enemies, and we do what we're supposed to do constantly. And then we're in a great thing because we don't go by feelings. We, go, we don't go by... And the kingdom of God is not by observation. We've got to remember it's within us. And what does releases our faith is our faith. What releases heaven is our faith. And we're going to get into that. Jesus always... He said it's something. Your faith made you whole. He didn't even say He did it. He said your faith made you whole. He's talking all through the Bible about faith. Everything is about faith. We have to have faith whether we see it or believe it. We're going to go to Brazil. We have to have faith whether He keeps showing us every day all details. we got to do it because we believe He said it to us. Whether He shows us everything or in six months we're led or feel led anymore. Because there's days I don't feel like it anymore. There's lots of days I'm like, this is crazy. This is... And you start counting the cost. It's funny, he tells us to count the cost, but he never really pressures us to count the cost. When he gets us to say yes, it's an exciting thing. And we say yes, and it's like, too bad. Why didn't you count the cost? Like, we always say yes anyway before we count the cost, but we're supposed to count the cost. And then Jesus said, what did he say? He just said, he said, will I find faith on the earth when I come? He didn't say that. And then he goes right after that and said, and find you doing, doing. Works of what? Doing what it was. It doesn't say what you're supposed to be doing. He said, will I find faith on the earth and find you doing? Doing what? Faith. You're doing faith. Faith is action. Let's read what, what it says right here in James. <clears throat> James, the servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the twelve tribes scattered abroad. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. An entire wanting nothing. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it. You have to have faith, so you ask him, but you have to have faith that he's going to give it to you. And then you've got to believe you have, and you have more wisdom. You don't see wisdom, you just start being wiser in your decisions and things that you do. But it's not a... a, a if we could see every transaction heavenly that God gives us, and healings and body parts or whatever he does, we would have a lot more faith, but he wants us to perfect our faith without seeing. And then we see it, Faith is the substance of when we can become wiser, when we become more faithful. There is, there is the evidence that starts to come in our lives now and the evidence that will come in the future of all the promises that He's given us. So He says, Knowing this, that the trying your faith worketh patience, but let, let patience have its perfect work. So let patience have its perfect work, that we may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing, and if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it to men liberally. But you've got to believe that. And if you believe it, you'll ask for it. But a lot of people say, well, God, God wants you to do it. No, he's like, he's saying right here that you've got to ask for it. And then you have to believe that you got it. And then you'll have it. But if you don't have faith, you might even ask without faith and you won't even get it. It's not the asking, it's the faith. Asking's part of it. Asking, showing you have faith. But even if you ask and you don't have faith, you won't get it. But just by asking shows that you have faith. Because why would you ask for something that you didn't really believe you'd get? Unless you're just... So your actions begin to show your faith. And that's why people say, well, that guy has a lot of faith. How do you know? How do you know he has a lot of faith? You can't see his faith because of his actions. So people see your faith by your actions. And that's why God wants our actions to line up with our faith. 
So, so let him that ask of faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea that's driven and tossed. For let no man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. That's kind of what I was just talking about. And a double-minded man is unstable in all his, in all his ways. Now let's go to, um, to verse uh, chapter 2 in James. Everyone knows this one. For brother, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord of glory with respect of persons? For if one come to the assembly with a gold ring and a godly apparel, and one come also with poor and vile raiment, and you have respect for the one that weareth the good clothes, and say unto him, Sit here in the back or in this place, and say, uh, and, and say to the poor, Stand there and sit here under thy footstool. Are you not partial in yourselves and become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my brethren, had not God chosen the poor of the world, rich in faith, rich in, see, he chosen the poor, he doesn't really care about that as much. He cares about rich in faith, and heirs to the kingdom of God which has promised to them that love him. So in other words, God wants us to be, if, if we're going to be respect of persons all which we're not supposed to be and we won't be, respect those that have great faith. Not people that have things of the world. He wants to be that have supernatural things. They might not have that. But man, God says, those right here says, with, with rich in faith is what God's interested. He wants to make us so rich in faith and all the other stuff comes automatically. And heirs to the kingdom, heirs to the kingdom which He has promised them that love Him. So it's promised to those that love Him. But you have despised the poor and do not rich men oppress you you and draw you before judges seats do not they blaspheme the whole name that is called if you fulfill the royal law according to scriptures thou shalt love thy neighbor and do well so that's what I see we talk about those people screaming and they're not loving their neighbor how can you love and then someone puts a thing like all sinners yeah we know that's the law that's the word but how are you going to win people like that it's not we're not saying that's not true but the spirit of doing something Something might be true or, or right, but the spirit of doing it could be all wrong. So it makes the whole thing wrong. We're not, we're not arguing with the Word of God that what it says. And don't you get that or don't you know that? It's just like, what's up with that? And then the person, for example, um, you or someone said something like, you um, wicked bastard. And that's sin. First of all, you're cursing your brother, whether they're an heir or whatever. You just sin, and they're thinking, and you're judging everyone. Isn't that where the scripture would say, "Judge not, lest you be judged, or take the..." Be-? So it's like these people, are they okay? No, they need to have faith. They don't have faith because if they did, they'd start to love. So they really don't have any faith. They just have the letter because faith perfects love as well. Faith perfects every every righteous thing in the kingdom of God in our life. So as we perfect faith, we perfect love. And then we understand, we get wisdom when, when we ask for things. So these people don't have nothing. They're lost as anybody else because they have no faith. Because if you had faith, you would not treat anybody that, especially somebody that's in the, in supposedly believing the same God, whatever they want to make of it. It's a dangerous... <clears throat> so this is our blessing of faith as we begin to see and God opens our eyes more and more. Love thy neighbor and you will do well. He didn't say love your neighbor only the Christian ones or the ones that believe the way you believe. He said love your neighbor. Who is that? 
anybody next to you is your neighbor. If you're in the grocery store and there's someone on the aisle, whether they're Jew, Muslim, they're your neighbor. Love them. You can't love someone and then there's this un, 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 un thing where they take people will take scriptures out of context and but it's not done by the Spirit. Because the Spirit is the Spirit of love. But you have respect of persons. You commit sin. And you are convinced of the law as a transgressor. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend one little point is guilty of all. So these people are guilty because they're not perfecting love. They're guilty of the whole word of God. We need to pray for them. They're so lost. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said, and do not kill, and do not commit adultery, and yet if they kill, and thou art become a transgressor of the law, so speak ye they, that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For we, for he shall have judgment without mercy, and has showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiced against judgment. What does it profit, my brethren? This is going to be all about faith, just wait a second. Though a man say he has faith, and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and desolate of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart from peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful for the body, what does it profit? Even so is faith without works being dead and alone. So in other words, our faith, justifies our works. Our faith justifies who we believe. And then the works follow. Because if you don't have works, you really don't, even though you say. A lot of people go by saying. Faith has nothing to do with... Now, you'll start saying what you believe. That's part of it. But saying what you believe does not prove what you believe. It's doing the acts of... So if you say you love, you better be acting loving. If so, I love people. Well... It doesn't look like it. So faith looks like something, right? So in our lives, God wants to perfect our faith that we do not get shaken. And when we stop getting shaken, it shows that we have faith. And people then begin to take notice. Faith is not seen, but it's seen in you because of what you do. So it says, if a man has faith and have not works, I'll show you my faith by uh, faith without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. So, this person is is talking about us doing the works of justice. So, if you really believe God, and He says to, if your brother is in need of something, and to go take care of the poor, and 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 even the uh, Isaiah fifty eight um, um, fasting and stuff is go. Our whole thing about God says never neglect the poor. And do we continue to do these things? We just don't preach the word of God and don't act like Christians. So all the things that we're doing, going to nations, feeding that, going to Nicaragua, feeding them, uh, drawing the people by the gospel, all these things are, 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 are showing that we have faith. They're not just about the works. Because if they're not about faith, then they're dead works. And then there's no power behind them either. And that's a whole other, a whole other thing. Because then they're just doing things because they're, they're religious and they're doing them because... They think that's going to please God. It's not really the acts that please God. It's the faith. Why are you doing that? Because you believe Him and you want to obey Him. Because you love Him. Not because I want rewards and not because it makes me feel good. And ultimately, faith makes you feel really good. 
Because if your face in a line and you're doing His perfect will, you feel good. <coughs> it all works together. So, if you say you have faith and not works, well, you have faith, you continue to preach the gospel, whether you feel like it or not. You continue to go to the nations, whether you feel like it or not. And then we have in our own lives, our own relationship with God. All those people that God spoke to before had their own relationship and they got a testimony of God. You need to have your own testimony of faith. There's things in your life that God's going to ask you to do that's not in the Logos, but you're going to do it by faith because He told you to do it and you obey Him. That's where rebellion comes in because people know that God told them to do something different than anybody else and you start to change it or twist it. Then your relationship with God starts to swirl and get in trouble because it's, it's a faith problem. Because if you really don't believe, you don't really want to do that. So you need to start believing to have faith to do that. Because when you have faith, you'll do everything that God's telling you to do. Because you, it's all about faith. It's all about faith. And faith is what, what opens up God's heart. Faith is what, what pleases Him. It's, it's, it's what everything's about. The whole New Testament is about faith. And about Jesus, of course, but faith in Jesus. And it says here, Thou, and faith without works is dead, and faith, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Thou believeth in that there is a God, and thou does well. The devils believe and tremble. See, the devils believe and tremble. He says, there's no one thing just believing, but if you believe, you better have action. Because if you don't have action, you really don't believe. Because your actions prove you believe. Because Satan believes too, but he, his actions are... And his actions show that he does believe. Actually, he wouldn't be after you if he didn't believe it was true. That's right. Satan has lots of faith. Really high level faith. Because if he didn't, he'd quit already. Why am I going to do all this? He has real faith. Satan's got really strong faith. <coughs> Thou will know of Amen. That faith without works is dead. Was not Abraham justified by the works that he offered up Isaac on the altar? Seeth how faith wrought with his works, and the works were faith made perfect. Your works will be made perfect through faith. And the scripture was fulfilled. Abraham believed God and was imputed unto him righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. Your faith will make you a friend of God. Everyone's like, I want to be God. I want to be close to God. Increase your faith. Start believing things you don't believe. Just believe. Just, I'm going to believe that. And you'll start seeing God because He's, he, he, he's a reward of those. Do, and He does good things with friends. You think Enoch was His friend? It says He was a friend of God, right? You see how that the face, face that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. So we need some justification in our works. Also was not Rahab the harlot justified by... And we can go on and on. We read that stuff. For the whole body without the spirit is dead. So is faith without works dead. So then we also have... Now we have active faith and we have living faith. We need to have living faith all the time. In the promises, in the word of God, we have to have living faith. And then I see active faith like this. Look at Matthew 9, 28-20. And when he come into the house, the blind men came... To him, and Jesus said unto him, Believe ye not that I am able to do this? He said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, 
be it unto you. And God says today, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, let it be unto you. What do you want? What are you believing for? What do you want God to do in your life? Let it be according to your faith. He says today, do you believe? Well, if you do, we have to believe that we will see the outcome of it. Because that's the evidence of that we really have faith. Everyone says, I believe, Lord, but they really don't. Because if we did, we would see it. And God's perfecting our faith, so we're going to see mighty things in the future. And even right now today. Yes, God's sovereign and does a lot of things. My God, if He didn't, we'd be destroyed. But He wants us to have the faith that believes that, that manifests the evidence. The evidence. The evidence. We need to see the evidence of our faith. And in that, we have works. And we'll be justified by those works. Faith even saves you. Look, at it says it in Luke 7.50 that your faith has saved you. Luke 17.5 says, And the apostles said unto them, Increase our faith. The apostles were asking them, So why don't we ask God today? Increase our faith. Can you keep asking them? Every day, when we, if the apostles did it, why don't you think we should do it? Increase our faith. So there's something that can be increased in it. People go by their, their salvation faith or they stay at this level of faith and that's all they have. God wants ever-increasing faith. Ever-increasing faith. Because that's where everything is in our life that's going to have the victory in Him. It's in our faith. Luke twenty two thirty two. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith faileth not. That means your faith can fail. Right? Jesus prayed for Peter that his faith would not fail him. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brother. So when we have strong faith, we can strengthen our brother. That's the problem. Our faith is so low, we can't even strengthen ourselves. Nevertheless, our own brother. But we need to increase our faith. Increase our faith today, guys. Luke 22. 32, is that one? Yeah, I mean, Acts 6, 7. I just picked a few of these to think about. about. There's so many of them. There's so many of them. So we have the, these active ones where right now I'm going to activate that faith and, and receive something right now. And then we have li- the, what, I, what I'm calling living faith, which is that measure faith that we need to have it increase in our lives. And then we also have the gift of faith, which is in the nine gifts, which is a supernatural, I mean, raising the dead kind of faith that comes on you that's by the Spirit of God that really doesn't have much to do with you. God just uses you in that. And that's a great, mighty thing. Everybody should want that. Acts 6, 8. And Stephen full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Full of faith. Acts 15, 8-10. And God, which knoweth the hearts and bear the witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even He did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Faith purifies your heart. Now therefore we tempt God, to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples which our fathers had not put upon... Uh, never mind that last one. But right here it says, Between them purifying our hearts. Acts twenty six eighteen, To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So faith sanctifies us too. There's so much stuff faith does. So you need to perfect your faith. I need to perfect my faith. We need to make that conscious effort every day again, God, and keep praying to Him about your faith. See, we've, we've forgotten the, the element of the faith, which is, the, which is the, one of the main whole uh, foundations of the whole 
New Testament is faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. And all the other things that faith does. And faith without works is dead. So we continue to do the right thing whether we feel it or not, knowing that one day maybe you'll be just taken up. One day you'll get this. One day you'll have that. But you don't do it for that. You do it because you love Him and obey Him. So we continue to walk in faith. Ever increasing faith. And in that, it's like we have to. It's like having that faith for tomorrow. I don't know, but I'm going to do the right thing today because tomorrow matters. You know, what I do today will matter tomorrow. So, if, I, if we care about ourselves, we're going to do the right thing today because we want to have a good tomorrow. And that's what faith does. It's about tomorrow. And if you really love yourself, you live for tomorrow, not always for today. Everything in the world, they want to live for right now, what they feel, taste, smell. And that's what God's trying to kill in our life, that we live for Him, which is the author and finisher of our faith. And in our faith will justify us. Our faith justifies. Our faith sanctifies us. And our faith makes us whole. So it's our faith in Him, not in us, that we need to master, that we need to ever increase. So that's what I want to put upon us today is to start increasing our faith once again. And we'll start to see see things more than ever. You'll see more miracles healing because it's about faith. In the last scripture in Romans, let's just go down to um, um, Romans chapter 1, verse um, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. Therefore is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. That's talking about your life. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. And as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Everybody stand up. Father, we thank You, Lord, that You are the author and finisher of our faith, Lord. You are the one, God, that we believe, Father God. We ask You to forgive us for our unbelief, for anything that has, has watered down our faith, that has made us stop believing, or anything, God, that we, we are justified by our, by our works of faith, God. So we're going to live the Bible. We're not only going to just read it, we're going to live it. And we're going to do it, God. Because the hearers, hearers of the Word, find out. They see the promises in the Spirit. But the doers obtain the promises. The doers obtain the faith. The doers of the Word obtain the inheritance, that is. And without faith, we're justified by our faith. And Father, let our works of love, and let our works of righteousness, Father, let us love our brother. Let us not take record of wrong. When we don't take record of wrong, it shows our faith. When we, when we are not rude and don't try to push our way, it actually shows our faith. Everything we do shows our faith. So our actions begin to line up with the Word of God because of faith. So Father, we ask You to justify our hearts in Your faith. Make us rooted and grounded in Your love. Let us know what is the depth and the height of Your love, God. What is the inheritance of them that live by faith? What is the inheritance of them that believe by faith? What is the inheritance of them that are doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving their self? 
Father God, we won't deceive ourselves because you're going to increase our faith. All right, let's say this together. Father God, I ask you to forgive me for my little faith. I ask you to increase my faith. Increase my works. Justify me because I'm pleasing in your sight. Because my faith is ever increasing. This day on, I ask you, Father, to increase my faith. Increase my works of faith. Justify me in my faith. Because I believe you. And you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, Father. I ask you to increase my faith today, God. I thank you that the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of me. And I have the faith that it will quicken my mortal body. That it will change me. And I believe that it's changing me now. That that faith is inside of me. Because that faith is the kingdom of God. I thank you, Jesus, that the kingdom of God is not by observation, but it is within me. And I believe it. And I ask for you to manifest the fruits of my faith more and more in this coming season. Because the just shall live by faith. And I thank you, Father, that I am just and increase it every day by faith, by faith, and by faith. In Jesus' mighty name, name. Amen. amen.